is the Fish from Scratch podcast featuring the Breen Brothers, teaching you what they know and learning as they go. Join us as we take you through each step of our trips from plan to execution and sharing each of our failures along the way. Our goal is to help all levels of anglers get excited to get out on the water, explore new areas, and try new techniques. Disclaimer, we are not professional fishermen as much as Kevin pretends to be. Our experiences are not the norm and do not expect to be as awesome or terrible as we are at fishing. Your results will vary. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Fish from Scratch podcast. Today's episode is episode 7. Uh, today we're actually going to be interviewing uh, my buddy Xavier uh, and who is not quite the uh, the fisherman that, that we are. So we're going to be uh, going through kind of his experience with us on one of our last fishing trips and uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll hear a couple good stories from, from that trip and kind of explain that story as well. Uh, so it, again, I'm, I'm Ryan. Uh, I got co-host Kevin here. Uh, and then we'll be introducing Xavier here in a second. Cool. Yeah. So Xavier is going to give us a little bit of a different perspective on his fishing experiences, what he's done and maybe where he's coming from. So uh, we'll get a little bit more about his background and his uh, viewpoint perspective from uh, coming out and fishing with us. All right, so Xavier, we're going to uh, to start out. What is your experience in fishing? Well, as far as fishing goes, honestly, I'm uh, very much a novice. I haven't really done much fishing at all. Really, only gone a handful of times. Mostly fishing off of a dock or, you know, in a small little paddle boat. Can you explain your your first fishing experience ever? Well, I think my first fishing experience is probably when I was, you know, eight or nine years old. With my grandfather. Just, you know, tying a worm to a hook or, you know, hooking a, hooking a worm and throwing it off the dock. Never really caught anything like we did in uh, Florida, that's for sure. Cool. Uh, was there any kind of frequency that you had with your grandpa? Did you guys go out there like yearly, weekly, was it, or was it pretty much like, hey, uh, grab a fishing pole and go out there and that was, you know, your one experience that one time when you were nine years old? Yeah, it was pretty much it. I mean, maybe that or another, you know, handful of times, once or twice a summer, nothing nothing regular, that's for sure. It was just kind of a fun experience we would do, walk down to the lake and just kind of cast off, never got anything. Did you enjoy fishing or was it just kind of something that he wanted to do? Oh, it was fun. It was always fun. We just never caught anything. So, I mean, it's only can be so much fun when you're a kid out there and right. baking in the sun, tossing off, tossing a line off a dock and you're not getting anything. You just see a whole bunch swimming by your rod, and meanwhile, Grandpa's pulling up, you know, fish left and right. So you, you've, uh, like any of those experiences, did you ever think like, hey, I'd want to buy my own fishing pole and, and try this sport out, or was it pretty much only when Grandpa's there because that's, you know, there was no other knowledge for you, like, well, I definitely didn't have any prior knowledge, but now that I have like my own kids, I'd love to be able to take them out and I need to, you know, educate myself more on that so that I could take them out. And prior to going out this year, I had written down in my life goals as something that I wanted to do was go deep sea diving and go deep sea fishing, but I had no real experience to get me there, you know, prior to, prior to this year. So I had to get married for you to be able to, to yeah, take yeah. Goals off. Pretty much had to get invited out to a bachelor trip in order for this to happen. But luckily it did. So I ended up, you know, able to cross that off the bucket list. 
Yeah. So what was your what was your first thought when uh, we kind of decided that the my bachelor party was going to be down in the Florida Keys, kind of making it inconvenient for everybody, and then that you were going to be on this trip with me, my brothers, and everybody else who was pretty avid fishermen. Oh, man, I love the inconvenience. It was an awesome time to get away. And like I just said, I had little kids, so this would be the first time I got to break away from them ever. And now that they're getting older, and 8 and 10, so I had some extra time. And then, I mean, it was just fun to know that I was going with a whole bunch of dudes that were super educated on this and could kind of guide me on my way of, you know, doing this for the first time, especially being out on the ocean, really having no prior knowledge you know how to tie a I don't even know the proper name for the knots but you know how to try the knots and all that did you did you know what you were getting into when you came out with us or did you even have any like like when you walked in the garage for the first time and saw all the fishing poles kind of stacked up there was that kind of like oh yeah so this is what we're doing kind of moment I knew it was always going to be intense. I know you guys have gone on plenty of trips. You guys have done the Badlands before and hunted out there. And you've gone on tons of different trips all over the place. So I knew it was going to be intense. But I didn't realize, you know, that we were going to be on these boats for 18 hours a day from, <laughs> from before the sun comes up till after the sun goes down. Yeah, and I, I do have to say that you were a, a very good sport, kind of right off the bat. Um, I think we, we showed you how to tie um, one knot, and then you just wanted to do it yourself. So I, I, um very, very happy about that, that we weren't having to tie. Well, yeah, I did my best so that you didn't have to babysit me. I tried to become self-sufficient pretty early on. I didn't want to be too much of a rookie. Yeah. So uh, so we're out there. We're on the boat. I don't think we, we didn't catch much in the first couple hours that we were out on the boat, but... Uh, can you kind of talk through your first experience catching a fish? Yeah, so I think the first fish we caught really out there, it didn't come until, I mean, I, I think people were catching yellowtail and some smaller fish prior to this, but, you know, it took till we started chumming for sharks in the middle of the night to where we really started to catch something. And um, luckily, you know, we had, we were trolling in the back and we hooked something, something big, felt that tug, and you guys said, grab a pole. So I grabbed the pole and got to wrestle with this nurse shark, seven-foot nurse shark, for about 45 minutes and, you know, died in sweat, sweating through all my clothes and, you know, just exhausted from being up for almost 24 hours at that point, having to catch a plane at, like, 4.30 in the morning the day before and then it being 3 o'clock then. So it was just an intense ride. It was so much fun, and then... Just having everybody cheer you on and, you know, having fun in the background. It was a hell of an experience. Yeah, and um, just kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, So we didn't just go fishing that day. Like, it was, like, that day was pretty hardcore. Um, I mean, kind of all day. Um, So that was the first day that we were there. I think we just fished um, because me and you got down there a little after everybody else yeah we had uh we had lunch at isle morada and mm-hmm. yeah chica lodge we had your wedding dinner yeah very <laughs> yeah. romantic we had a very delicious. very nice date <laughs> <laughs> checking out the the wedding uh, uh wedding menu and and deciding on on that because um, amanda couldn't make it down um but then yeah we ended up meeting up with these guys uh down in marathon, marathon yeah. and then yeah. and then went out on the boat with them and um, I think we, yeah, we fished all day that day and I'm glad you were able to, to end it on a, a nurse shark, but we probably shouldn't have stayed out too late because the next morning, was it the next morning that we had to, was uh, mini lobster? 
Yeah, I think the next morning was mini lobster season. So uh, we actually, I don't, I don't know if we, we knew that we were going down there around mini lobster season, but it wasn't like something that we had really planned around. It was really, we were down there for the bachelor party. We were down there to fish. We were down there to uh, kind of just celebrate and, and hang out together. But uh, it happened to be over mini lobster season. So um, we incorporated that into our trip. And one of the other funny things too is like we were saying our we ended up renting our boat down in Marathon, and uh, so stupid. <laughs> we we were we were definitely not supposed to have it all the way up in Alamorada, but we ended up making the the trek. The I don't know how many hours we drove or two hours we drove yeah, for or something like that, uh, driving the boat um, all the way from Marathon to Alamorada. And then we fished in Isle Marana for a little while, and then we drove all the way back down to Marathon once uh, Xavier uh, showed up uh, to the place that we were staying. So, um, yeah, we were just starting to get settled in down in Marathon. So that was our first full night out there, and uh, uh, we were chumming. We, you know, you just get blocks of tournament chum, and you get yellowtail and stuff like that coming in. I don't, I don't know exactly what they put in that stuff, but. Um, we did throw out a hunk of meat because uh, cut bait works for snapper and everything else. And we just, first big fish we hooked, it was, uh, we handed Xavier the rod because we knew it'd be a thrill ride for him being his first uh, first fish down there in Florida. So I think that was kind of a cool experience. Yeah. That was the first real fish I ever caught. I mean, I caught some, <laughs> you know, baby six inch bluegill or something, but nothing like that. There's a lot of good stories around that fish too, because we There's... really wanted a, a good picture. We yeah. wanted a, a, we wanted a picture with you and that fish because it was your first fish. So there was some wrestling to try to get it into the boat. Um, do you, <laughs> yeah, there were there was a lot of effort to try and get that boat on on the on board. Um, I'm glad that kind of calmer heads prevailed um, so that it didn't end up in in our laps. But uh, we definitely had it up next to the boat a lot. Uh, we put a lot more effort into getting it on the boat than we needed to. Um, but I'm glad you actually got to touch it um, too. Cause that was uh, I think that was pretty important. Do you remember your, the first Google fish. search that we were doing? While yeah. We were out there? Half the crew was convinced that nurse sharks didn't have teeth. I think it was just so. one person. Was just, yeah. <laughs> one person. One, one person was convinced that they didn't have teeth. And that was, uh, yeah, that was BJ. Um, and he was very trying to convince everybody that they didn't have teeth. He was and he, adamant that he was just going to lip the fish, <laughs> just lip it like a bass, just put stick his hand in there and pull it up onto the onto the boat. So um, after a, a Google search, apparently nurse sharks have rows and rows and rows of yeah. s- small uh, teeth, thousands and thousands of teeth. How were you feeling after uh, your first day fishing with us? Oh, my God. I was exhausted. I, like I said, I caught the plane at you know 4.30 in the morning that day. And then having caught this 200-pound shark almost a full 24 hours later, I was just exhausted. But it was such an intense time that like your adrenaline is just pumping the whole time that you're not, e- you're not even aware that you're so tired. And then you got an awesome night's sleep that, that next night yeah. too, right? Yeah, and then you get that two hours of sleep to make sure we're out there before dawn hits to, you know, be the first ones out there diving for lobster. Yeah, we um we we go pretty pretty serious when it comes to uh getting to our spot. Uh we don't like to be beat out to uh to certain areas, whether it's fishing or hunting or anything. Um so I mean lobster was no different and we kinda of heard of a spot that uh talking to local Yeah, we got um, some intel. 
uh, from uh, the local bait shop and they said, hey, meet us uh, or we're going to be out here at this point. Come on out. And, and we're like, wait, you're going to give us your <laughs> spot? And he's like, we're going to be in and out of the water in no time. And there's more than enough uh, lobster for everyone. So, yeah, they, they weren't shy about giving it to us. And sure enough, they were there at like four in the morning diving with lights on yep. uh, the boat. And the, the crazy thing, too, is like the place that we were diving like is known for sharks <laughs> and uh, I'm seeing these guys jumping in the water and I've seen like multiple videos of tarpon getting bit directly in half, um, you know, in this area. So it's kind of interesting. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And getting out there at, well, I think we left at three in the morning. Uh, it took us 45 minutes to get to this bridge got and then five. Um, got out there. At, yeah. I think, uh, it was an hour before sunrise is when we could get in the water. Um, and sure enough, BJ got in right away. I, I kind of wanted to wait until I could see because we only had one or two flashlights. So I didn't want to be in there without a flashlight. And uh, I mean, the the most difficult thing, I think, was the uh, the current um, in that area. So that was um, kind of made it a little bit challenging. Um, Xavier, how was it for you um, catching lobster oh it was i mean it was awesome like you said that current was super intense so you had to stay close to the boat or at least you know close enough where you could grab something be able to swim back while holding this lobster and throw it up on deck where you got somebody i mean with our measuring sticks diving in the water trying mm -hmm. to stay afloat inside this current it was just super intense just you know trying to get back up and get to where you're trying to head yeah and it it's so difficult too seeing the lobster underwater. And, um, I mean, it was kind of cool because they were almost everywhere, um, in certain areas, but then you would get, uh, you would see one, think it's the biggest lobster in the world, go down, grab it. Um, you had a different technique than, than I did. I was, I would go down with a, a tickle stick and a net and, and grab it with, uh, like tickle it and scare it backwards into the net. But uh, your style was a little bit different. Yeah, my style was really different. I just dove in after it. I would look for some antennas and then just stick my hand in this dark hole and hope for the best. <laughs> it worked a couple times. I caught, I caught a few, but they were easily squirming out of my hand. That's I did sure. that a couple times too. And then I touched something that was a little bit softer <laughs> and uh, – oddly large it felt large like a large chunk of muscle i looked in the hole and there was a big old nurse shark in there so that was the last hole i stuck my hand into <laughs> yeah you were probably wiser than i was i just kept sticking my hand in there hoping for the best and if i got bit then i hooked another shark so yep, it was perfect yep. <laughs> um yeah and again i think when we left that spot it was still middle of the day i mean we hadn't even we were there maybe a couple hours and uh, I think we caught just under 30 lobster, which was, I mean, it was about six under our limit. For yeah. The number of yeah. people we had on the boat, but we were like, okay, we've, we've done this. And I mean, there's not as many lobster and there are a lot more boats out there and started to get a little bit crowded. Uh, so we wanted to kind of move on. And then we just kind of made it a day of, uh, of different techniques. So we went out a little bit deeper and then uh, kind of did some lobstering out in uh, a much deeper water. It was a little bit easier to swim, but it was not easier to dive down to catch the lobster because it was yeah twenty plus feet deep. Yeah. We were in yeah I think twenty five feet of water and diving down. Uh, it was kind of cool too because we uh, we ended up just dragging uh, people behind the boat to spot 
uh, where a good spot would be you'd look for a ledge and you just dive down and, and uh, there'd be a couple lobster under the ledge but uh, it, it worked great and I think the lobster were a little larger out there too so yeah, it was kind of cool that way um, and then we got our, our last six lobsters out there uh, to you know make sure everyone on the boat um, got their limit so kind of cool yeah and then did we fish the rest of that night yeah we did yeah yeah we went on the rest of the night and just kept fishing on i think that was when we started trolling we started yeah we we started trolling that day and then i think we ended up kind of at that spot that we uh we fished a couple other times too but um i don't think we we didn't do super well yeah we found a little patch reef but i think uh each each time the couple nights we caught fish but we really didn't stay out late enough. I think um, we, in order to, to really get into the fish, we were we should have been out there on an outgoing tide. And uh, we always came back a little shy of the outgoing tide. So we were chumming, but it was kind of at a slack tide. So it wasn't taking our chum um, slick out to the bigger fish. And I think you guys figured that out on the last yeah. night. Now, Xavier, BJ, and I ended up having to come back uh, to the airport to get ready to go and you guys stayed out a little later but um, but yeah that that night was our first night that we kind of figured out that we if we you know we started getting into bigger fish as we stayed out there a little later yeah and was was it that same day that you um, did your first dive open water dive yeah so that same afternoon uh, BJ took me out and we I did my first scuba dive out there and we, we went pretty deep. We ended up probably going 40 feet, and it was nice because there was a lot of coral going on over there. And there was a lot to look at. So it was uh, pretty intense trying not to trying to navigate your, you know, your weight and where you're supposed to be and trying not to run into things. Yeah, not, not grab the, the coral reef or anything. To... Right. I didn't grab anything. I didn't touch anything. But yeah. just trying to navigate and trying to float. It's like outer space, trying to deal with your <laughs> yeah. gravity. Yeah. <laughs> Zero gravity. Uh, yeah, I like that about scuba diving too, um, just because Ryan and I are both scuba certified, and and uh, I've always felt like that's the closest I'll ever be to being weightless or mm-hmm. or having like a superpower because, um, you know, you can feel like you're flying while you're underwater because of that because you're weightless. But, right. Uh, that was a cool area. It was a patch reef area, and I know I know I like free dove down to you guys like once or twice just to see what was up, but. It seemed like there was a, a good abundance of a life. Yeah, there's down. a lot of scenery down there. There's a lot of different things to look at. And then uh, after you came up, you had a little bit uh, of an experience. Yeah, so my tank started to lose air somehow uh, rather quickly. So we decided to come up for air. And BJ's explaining to me that, you know, my jacket is losing air. So uh, we decided to turn back and we were going to dive down and head back towards the boat. So we dove down and we probably swam for another 10 minutes. And then we decided to come up to see where we were at. And we somehow got turned around and we're headed in the wrong direction. So not only were we already, you know, a hundred plus yards off the boat, we had just swam another 10 minutes in the wrong direction. So uh, what we decided to do was I had to take off my vest, blow it up all the way, and then hold on to the back of the vest and basically doggy paddle back to the boat for about an hour. Uh, while I had these, you know, 10-foot waves coming at me and swallowing all this salt water. And every 10 feet you go, you get pushed back another 5 feet. So it was 
one of the most intense physical activities I've ever had to do. And I consider myself a fit guy, and I was just exhausted by the end yeah. of this. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a frequent thing get to get turned around when you're underwater. You just you, know, you can't tell. You can't see very far, so you, you might have 60 feet visibility, but you don't know which way is you know, east, north, west, south, whatever. Well, you're supposed to have a, a compass. A compass. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I know I swam to Canada or started swimming towards Canada one day, uh, out in the blue water, uh, under the blue water bridge. Well, that's a different story. Um, so yeah, getting back on the boat. Yeah. I was exhausted. Unbelievably exhausted, threw my stuff up and yeah, just got on there and basically collapsed. Felt like I was going to vomit. Just (laughs) It was so intense. I run all the time, and just it was nothing like running. It was nothing like running ten miles. It was way more physically draining than that. And what did we do after you were done diving? Well, I have no idea because I passed out on the boat for about oh, yeah, three hours afterwards, and then slept. I don't know. You guys, what'd you do? Troll? I'm pretty sure we kept fishing. Yeah. Well, I know we kept fishing because I don't think we ended up back to the condo till almost eleven o'clock or midnight that night. Yeah, so. we we went in early that night. So we, yeah, we did get in eleven or yeah, midnight before or so. midnight. Before so that midnight. was pretty early. Yeah. Um, was that the nice night we were chased in? Uh, was oh it? no, that was the first night after the shark was when the the, the storm, rain started storm coming in. in. Yeah, the storm rolled in. Because yeah. then well, we were just racing back and Andrew's hanging off the front of the boat <laughs> holding holding these different lights. <laughs> Yeah, we sometimes uh, your your rental boat doesn't quite come equipped with everything that it needs to, and uh, you have to kind of have makeshift um, spotlights to make sure that you're not going to run into a crab buoy or anything. Yeah, we had a uh, actually two headlamps. One happened to have a green light, and one happened to have a red light on the front. They really don't want you staying out late, which I think part of is, is part of the reason why they don't have lights on the boats, but. Um, you know, we uh, we threw the red and green light on the front of the boat, and then Andrew had his uh, <laughs> he had his cell phone light shining, and I think we were using a flashlight as our white light overhead too. Yeah, a flashlight in a Gatorade yeah. bottle yep. emits <laughs> well. Yeah, we make it work. Yeah. Um. Was but was that the the most intense night, or was the next time that we had to go in? Because I remember we got chased in twice by storms. Yeah, I mean, both of them were pretty intense. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think back of which one was more intense. But I know it was pretty wild getting surrounded by these storms mm-hmm. as you see them coming in from all angles and you're just running back trying to... And we're running out of gas the whole time. <laughs> you guys like, oh, we have a tenth of a tank left. We can probably make it another 20 miles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we've, we've done the trip. We've, uh, you, you've had the experiences out there with us. Um, was it, was it too much? Did, did you ever feel like it was too much fishing or? No, it wasn't too much fishing. I mean, um, like I said earlier, it was like boot camp. It was fun to go out there early morning. It felt like you accomplished something at the end of the day when you're, when your butt's just kicked and you're just fully exhausted and you're pouring yourself into bed. It felt like you, like you kicked the day's ass of fishing. <laughs> cool. Uh, as, as far as experiences go, would you, is that something that you would want to do again? Oh yeah. I can't wait to go back. I mean, I hope we're doing it again this year. <laughs> that was amazing. I, I'd love to go back and this time be able to tie my own fishing ties. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any interest in doing this on your own now? 
that you've uh, had the experience? Well, I don't know if I would be able to do it on my own, but it'd be fun to be able to take my kids out there one day is to get good enough at it where I could, you know, rent a boat and take my children out there. It'd be a lot of fun. Maybe that could be, we can invite Xavier along on the dads plus kids camping trip. We can do a little fishing. Yeah, there you go. They'd enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. I don't have kids, so it can be uncles plus dads plus kids. You are trip. always invited. That's your, your honorary dad. I yeah. Um, are there any other types of fishing that you'd be interested in? Or do you think that since you've been kind of immersed in that type of fishing and had such success doing that, that's kind of your, your favorite or or do you have any interest in, in trying other styles? I guess I don't really know the other styles. I mean, to me, that was the first time I had really gone out there and done any sort of fishing other than, like I said, with my grandfather off of a dock. And this was your first time being successful as well. Right. I was going to say this was the first time I actually, you know, had fun and got to catch some things. So um, I definitely enjoyed that. But I'd, you know, love to know the other ones or what other styles of fishing there is other Mm -hmm. than fly fishing and deep sea fishing and, you know, whatever else is out there. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a few other I'm sure there other, other types yeah, out there, yeah. um, but we didn't even dive into uh, kind of the the expertise that you brought to our trip that we've always oh, been missing right. yeah. on our trips is the culinary aspect of um, having the ability to create these ridiculous meals when we are again fishing for 18 hours a day right out of a condo with a, <laughs> yeah. with a two-foot kitchen yeah we actually did make some pretty good meals there mm-hmm. um and that's kind of where i guess like you said my real expertise is is i can cook great fish mm-hmm. i'm not good at catching it but i can make it taste delicious but we made a damn good team having uh having uh was that having lobster tails different uh different styles made some lobster bisque lobster yeah, was bisque was fantastic i'm still kind of dreaming of that to this day wow. Um, the lobster po' boys on uh, on the the trip, uh, just fishing in the middle of the day and having that shoved in my mouth was was not <laughs> not terrible um, at all. And then uh, yeah. I think I was uh, so hungry though that I I ate that lobster po' boy po' boy so quickly that uh, I I didn't even get to really truly enjoy it. Yeah, at, at, at that time, too, I think my hands were covered in fish guts. Fish guts, yeah. <laughs> and it still tasted fantastic. Yeah, everyone's so. eating with, like, two fingers mm-hmm. and an elbow. And yeah. Just... yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was so, awesome. So, Xavier, like, we, we talk about your expertise, but, like, what's your educational background? What, you know, what's the reason why we say that that's your expertise? So, I went to culinary school at Dorsey, and then, um, really, I had um, my first job after culinary school was a country club and uh, we were supposed to lose money every year so I could bring in anything that I could think of any fish that I could think of any type of game meat that I could think of Um, so it was a lot of fun to just kind of experiment with different flavors and uh, bring in things from all over the world it was a lot of fun yeah cool yeah that's awesome Um, is there anything else you want to add to uh, to the podcast from uh, kind of your perspective of of fishing, I guess? Um, yeah, just that it was, you know, an, an intense uh, trip. Can't wait to do it again. And, I mean, these guys are for real, that's for sure. It's, uh, they'll, they'll put you through hell, but it's worth it in the end. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up this, uh, this podcast. This was, this was awesome. I appreciate you, uh, joining us tonight, Xavier. Yeah. Thanks Um, for having me guys. Yeah. And appreciate everybody listening. 
Uh, please feel free to uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we're on, I guess we're pretty much on every uh, podcast player out there right now. Um, if not, sorry. Um, but yeah, please rate us, review us, uh, reach out to us on uh, at kind of any platform, Instagram, uh, Fish from Scratch, Kevin's Instagram. FlyGuideMI. FlyGuideMI. And then we also have a uh, YouTube channel as Outdoor Ventures um, on YouTube. And uh, if you can reach out to us there or check out our videos, uh, we'll be there. So appreciate you guys listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.